Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is essentially the holiday edition of Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. Still got another show after this one, but everybody's getting in the holiday mood, getting ready for Thanksgiving. A uh, short week for a lot of the teams, because especially for the Cowboys and the Longhorns. Oh, we've got to play on a short week, getting ready for the holiday. Uh, so we are as well. You can be a part of the show. Hit us up on the Specs text line. That's the best way to do it. 512-337-3776. It's a, uh, it is a top of the charts. Tuesday, we play jams that reach the top of the Billboard charts on this day in history. And you also hit us up via Twitter. I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. My man Harge is at Hardball Harge in the Twitterverse. And Patrick Davis at It's Patrick Davis trying to reach the real MVP. Uh, Texas Baylor uh, coming up this weekend. So we'll dive deep into that matchup as well and um, start uh, breaking down the uh, the individual um, the phases of the game for both teams and the individual players too. Uh, so we'll do that coming up here in this segment. Also, we have some time. We'll also hear from Steve Sarkeesian. Before we do that, Harge, what you got for the people coming up on Harge Knock Life? Well, since it's a short week and you and I are, are not going to do a show tomorrow, I wanted to get your thoughts on some of the possible seniors that could come back COVID oh, year good. and kind of see what I the know. thoughts are from everybody else. Because it's so rough. And it's a time where you're thinking, this is my time to go because of the numbers you have mm-hmm. kind of put up. Do you strike while the iron is hot? NIL. There's so many different things that are involved with this now. So I want to chop it up with you and Patrick and kind of get y'all's thoughts and even the listeners. I wonder if... um, And don't talk about Bijan. We're no. not going to talk about Bijan, folks. We're not talking I know about Bijan? Y'all are going to be like, oh, man, we should give him. He's not a senior. I'm yeah. talking about well, seniors. Oh, okay. Well, I'm talking about seniors. That's fair. That have the option of coming back. Okay. Yeah, we're not going to talk about Bijan. No. Because we, we, we've we you already talked about it. We talked Bye, about Bijan. it yesterday. I Bye, think, Bijan. I think Bijan. Go, leave. Bijan. Go. Fly, young man. Fly. Yeah. Be like a peacock. Yeah. <laughs> Time to spread your wings. Time to spread your wings. Yeah. Man. No, I, I think Bijan should leave just because we know about the shelf life of, yes. of running back. Enjoy someday. yourself, bro. Yeah. No, Thank you. I'm with you on that. Uh, but I think that's what Longhorn fans are. That's the... The post, uh, basic postseason announcement, Longhorn fans are waiting on. Probably the most anticipated one yeah. is going to be yeah. whether Bijan is coming back or not. You need to bring in Mac Brown to talk to him like they did Ricky. Yeah, you know, what I'm saying? best recruiting job that's, Mac ever exactly. did. Exactly, it was Mac's greatest recruiting job was that's, keeping Ricky. That's right. Because if he didn't keep Ricky, I don't think he has the amount of momentum earlier. I don't know if he gets the number one recruiting class in the country in '99. Right. right. If he doesn't have Ricky coming back in '98. I agree. A lot of us, including myself, who came in that '99 class, hey man, I was in- enamored with Ricky. A lot the, of people the, were the, the rebel with a cause. I loved <laughs> exactly. me some Ricky Williams, yeah. and I got, and I always said it. He made Texas cool again. He made Texas the it school. When I was coming up and I was a teenager, Texas was not cool. I hate to admit it. I hate to tell y'all that. Right? Y'all were not cool. 
Like tech, people were not people did not think Texas was a cool university to go to. They didn't. Trust me. I know. Exactly. Yeah. You were running. I they, was around they, here the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was more like Florida State. Oh, yeah. Uh, hell, my man Jerome Sapp went to Notre Dame. Hell, my, my, I think my visits were Colorado, Florida State. Yeah, I went to Aggieland, too. Yep. That wrecking crew was pretty yep. cool oh, back yeah. then. Yeah, it was making a lot of noise. Ricky and Mac Brown made Texas cool again. Agreed. Yeah. It, Agreed. Was, their, it was their mojo. And then everything kind of took off from there with the number one recruiting class. Then you get, you know, Sims coming in. And then you started getting a lot of these kind of program-changing players over right. time. And then the identity of it changed. But, hey, yeah. I, I give Ricky a lot of props for that. But anyway, uh, we'll get to that. That's an interesting conversation. I can't wait to get to Hard Knock Live talk about the seniors coming back mm-hmm. because you're right. They are the ones that deserve the attention on senior night. Right. Uh, so that's what's going to be going down on senior day, whatever it's going to be. Uh, so we'll get to that coming up in Hard Knock Life. Uh, let's talk Texas Baylor while we got some time here and break down this matchup because I, you know, and I'll, I'll get deeper into it. And obviously, we won't have the time that we usually do because we don't have a ton of shows. We will have the pregame, by the way, starting up at 7 a.m. right there on Bevo Boulevard. So we'll have your complete breakdown and analysis about Texas Baylor uh, there. But uh, in the meantime, of course, leading up, we do kind of a day by day breakdown of it. But early on, I do believe it's a good matchup for Texas because Baylor wants to run the football and Texas is arguably one of the better rush defenses in the Big 12, one of the better rush defenses in the country. Yeah. Uh, there you could arguably, they're a top 30 rush defense in the country, uh, but one of the better rush defenses in the Big 12. And it's proven to be the most consistent aspect of this defense. From week one, mm-hmm. all right, to week 12, wherever the hell we're at right now. <laughs> um, I think it's week 12. But either way, it's the, they've been the most consistent piece of this defense. They, they allowed their first 100-yard rusher versus Kendra Miller, and we all know you know, the rush defense was really consistent and stout until I mean, the dam broke, basically, with that Kendra Miller run and a couple other runs based in the second half where they just couldn't hold up against a really good team in TCU that has a chance and uh, to play for the college football playoff if yep. they remain undefeated. So that's why it's a good matchup, Texas. We know that Jeff Grimes, he runs what he calls the RVO offense, the reliably violent offense. Yeah. Because they want to pu- they want to push you they around. They want to play bully ball. Yep. Yeah, that's why. And we'll get into some stats about uh, Baylor, but you know they wear down opponents in the run game. There's several mm-hmm. stats to prove that. Uh, but with Texas, you're deep in the interior D line, probably one of the deepest in the country. You go five, six deep on the interior D line, so you're not going to wear down as much as other opponents will because. You got a lot of bodies to throw out there, high quality bodies without a lot of drop off when you throw other guys in there in the interior defensive front. And that is the key to defending a lot of that wide zone. All right. That wide outside zone that Jeff Grimes like to run with there at Baylor because penetration and disruption have really been the key for the Texas D-line, and that is kind of the Achilles heel and the weakness of that zone running scheme that Jeff Grimes runs. Yeah, it's it's you were bringing up the numbers and what he runs on the offensive side. They average 202 yards on the ground. Oh, they get after They get after it. They they're ranked 20, 21st nationally. Yeah, they get after it. And they're balanced. I mean, they're, they pass the ball for 240 in the game, and they, they're 29th. Overall, with their total offense with 442 yards per game. Now, what we've seen on the defensive side of the ball for Texas is something that we're not used to seeing. 
Mm-mm. They've come out and, and gotten better each week, and we talk about it all the time. Yeah. Week-to-week improvements are so important when you start looking at how you gain that momentum. The defense has been doing their part. So for me, I think the run gaps and the, the run fits that Texas has been playing lately, we've been talking about giving yep. out great numbers about the defensive mm-hmm. line and how they've been wrecking havoc up front. We saw it last week. We were also thinking – that Kansas was going to be able to run the ball. We were like, uh-oh, Neil, what is he going to do? Well, Neil was not as effective as as most would think because no. of the way that that defense was no. dialed in. Now the biggest question is can you generate it again for a third time mm-hmm. and coming out ready to play? So that's going to be a big part of it. You got to you got this week you have to really really pay attention to your keys and be disciplined this week. Yeah, uh, you're right about that because Baylor, they love to lure you to sleep with the run game and then take those play-action shots over the top. top, And they'll involve a heavy RPO uh, usage rate, too, just because um, they know you're going to be heavily invested in stopping their running game and they can easily uh, decide to win the numbers advantage there and use the RPO game. Texas has been... So stout versus the run and so consistent. They, listen, Baylor's going to win their fair share. It's hard to mention. They, that's what they do, too. Yep. They major in it. They're going to win their fair share. But I don't necessarily think Texas will be overwhelmed by their running game, where Texas could potentially be overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And what they do have to worry, in my opinion, just a little bit, is because I think they're going to try to make Baylor one-dimensional. Um, and I'm not saying that's going to be easy. But I do think they can put they can overburden Blake Shapin right. and force uh, Blake Shapin to have to win in some third and long situations and some predictable passing downs. If you win early on on first down, that's why first down is going to be key in this game. We'll yep, get back yep. to that. Um, but for me, if Blake Shapin ends up in the situation where Texas wants him, which is hey, he's got to go win some third downs, some key third downs, third and seven plus, he's going to have to go make some some great throws and some plays. He has proven he can do that at times. And where Texas has proven weakest in their pass defense, and by the way, Texas defense has been really good this year, so we're being being nitpicky when we're talking about where you can exploit Texas, is between the numbers from 0 to 19 yards. That's the sweet spot. It's right there but before you get to the safeties coverage level, but right behind the linebackers. That's where you really can do some damage against Texas. Teams this season have completed nearly 70% of their passes throwing there, uh, eight, over eight, uh, nearly nine yards per attempt, just throwing right there in that sweet spot. And for Blake Shapin, that's where he's had a lot of success. Right. He's averaging 8.9 yards per attempt, throwing zero to 19 yards in between the numbers. And seven, nearly seventy three percent completion percentage, and if you go look at it, fifty uh, percent of his completions and over almost fifty two percent of all of his yards come right there, of his passing yards. Right. That's where he's done all of his damage because RPO game mm-hmm. glances, and that's where they usually hit. But also those play action passes when they go play action pass and they want to take a shot, it's usually going to be in that area. Um, and because I, I, they don't win very much. They're not the wide receivers they had last year that are now in the league where they can win consistently on the outside. They need to win with deception uh, and, and distortion on the inside, and that's why they use a lot of their inside receivers and a lot of those inside breaking routes. That's where you're going to see your chunk plays. Yeah. That's where they're going to happen. Yeah. If if they are going to be successful, that's where they're going to be successful, in my opinion. I just look at this game, and, and it kind of – it's one of those things where you think you've got it figured out, 
But because there's so much that is on the line when you're looking at both of these teams, obviously Baylor's not playing. This was a team that mm-hmm. is not going to be playing for a Big 12 championship, but they can stop Texas from being in the conversation of a Big 12 championship. So oh, yeah. they're coming oh, yeah. here. And by the way, I don't know if y'all really uh, – if y'all paid attention to this. RG3 is calling the game. Oh, I didn't realize that. I like RG3. But he's a Baylor alum. Well, the Dallas Cowboys end up calling games. That's an NF of L. <laughs> this dude got a statue of himself the at Baylor. The Achos call games. I, I, they don't ever call Texas games. If he do, he does it for Longhorn Network. Well, they're analysts. I mean, they, they, I understand. All, all, the, all every analyst went somewhere. I do like RG three, you know, <laughs> two five five boy. But yeah. you sit there and you're but like, you're right. They probably could have found somebody else. But this I'm is just not the game for you, Robert. No, I'm getting. Hey, I, I will <laughs> tell you, there is a guy calling the game here on 1049 The Horn that if you get tired of RG three, you hey, might just want to turn on there Craig Way over That's, here. There you go. There you go. Because Craig Way's better than all them guys anyway. Yes, yeah. that is now that is that, true. There that is we can all agree that. on. We all agree That's on why that. That's why Patrick's the real MVP. Yeah. Thank you for bringing it back to perspective <laughs> for us, Patrick. Because I was caught up for just a moment. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, I look at this game and I'm 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 trying to find out where Baylor is going to exploit Texas, kind of like what you just went through. But the Texas defense is playing at a different level now. And if you take away some of their keys and you 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 stay dialed in. You're gonna be. They're gonna be in the backfield. I I think that Texas gets three to four sacks in this game, especially if they're gonna try to drop back Chapin, uh, Chapin, and be able to think mm-hmm. that he's gonna be able to throw the ball across the field. I don't think that's gonna happen this time. Um, you know, I as I think the defense is stout. I'm not doubting defense. I think the rush defense will be able. If I'm yeah. predicting, I, not not make them one dimensional, but their running game won't be. Efficient enough correct, for them to get them in a rhythm. It won't be consistent enough to get them in a rhythm. They're going to need Blake shaping to make some chunk yardage plays. Yep. To make some some great throws, keep plays alive. They've actually discouraged him from running as much. Have y'all noticed, noticed that about that. him? Yeah. Because when he runs, he's, he's rough. He's an irresponsible yes, runner. That's what I was going to say. He's rough. He's an irris- speaking yeah. of irresponsible runners, RG three was like that. that. Which is why he's all banged up and yeah. not playing anymore. Yeah, he's an irresponsible yeah. runner. So he just he he runs and he thinks he's a Running back when he lowers his head, yeah, he's like, "Dude, yeah. you need to be sliding." Yeah, I need, or you, out I of need you to live to play another play. Yeah, so I think they discouraged <laughs> him from running, but he can run. Yeah, and, I, and actually, when he's running, like he's gotten hurt. That's, I think he's, got, he's, run, he's gotten hurt like twice just running. Because, like you said, he's careless as a runner. Yeah, he doesn't know how. Yeah. So I think they discouraged that, but don't get it twisted. He can do that against Texas, but Texas is physical. So, he, yeah. you know, you, you want to pay the price if you do that versus <laughs> Texas. I think he knows that. So I don't know if they're going to be using as much design run game with him. So I'm not as concerned about that as I usually would be okay. with Texas. I think you are right. I, I have faith now in the Texas defense. And not the the entire defense, but parts of and aspects of it. Mostly the rush defense. Yeah, I believe Texas rush defense is legit. Very strong. We've seen it's been the most consistent part of the defense all year long, guys. It's honestly, I, I'm trying to think of a week where the rush defense failed you. And there hasn't been very many. Can, weeks. TCU was the closest, and that wasn't a failure. It that was, was a just, busted play, not a busted play, a busted assignment. It was a busted assignment. Ultimately, yeah. I think the dam broke. I mean, they just they kept hammering at you. And Texas offense didn't provide you any support, and None. just the dam broke. No, uh, but the, the Texas pass defense has been shaky, you know, at times. Right. So what we've seen from Texas is like the the Texas defense. We saw ba- basically start the season with ULM and uh, in Bama, two really good yep. performances, and then honestly UTSA they looked a little shaky. 
Everybody did. They got a little shaky for UTSA. It's like a little shaky. And then Texas Tech. Very right. shaky. Very shaky. Okay? And then they had the players on the meeting. They bounced back. West Virginia defense looks awesome. And Oklahoma defense looks awesome. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma State, not so much. Yeah. Uh, defense uh, look a little shaky. Yeah. Look a little shaky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, was like, but, but you know why, though? <laughs> a little shaky. Because of the problem was, at that time, it was the running quarterback that was, it was. That was the biggest threat for them. And for Frank Harris and UTSA, it was because Frank was a guy that would run to throw and not try to run to run. Yeah, but Blake, Blake Shepard can run things. to My point is that he can run too. Yeah. Right? My point is that we haven't gotten we haven't gotten a a, a, a three-game performance like that from the defense, right? Yeah. Even after, like I said, the Oklahoma State performance, then you get K-State where they made a lot of plays in the K-State game, which was really good, right? Uh, yeah. I like the Iowa State game. They made some plays too there, so I'm not going to say they make plays in the Iowa State game, but Hunter Decker's had his best game ever. Yeah. Of his he, career. That's very, very true. He was, he was yep. dealing. He was willing to deal. Willing and Xavier dealing Hudson doesn't drop that pass. Oh, uh, we're talking like about something, something different, different right? <laughs> yeah. So they had a shaky performance we're, versus we'd Iowa State a little be bit. At the but Texas they, Bowl. But, exactly, but they made <laughs> enough plays. Right. And then Iowa State made enough plays to win the game. And then the TCU performance, I think, was a dominant performance by them. I think the Kansas performance was a dominant performance by them. Um, so. You know, I, I'm looking for this third one to, to put together, to really to solidify my belief that, okay, the defense, this is a complete turnaround. Like, they are they're legit one of the best defenses in the Big 12 in the league, and yep. they're consistent with it. They're very consistent with it, and they've, like you said, they've evolved. And can we start talking about my man, Jade Barron, probably being uh, first team all-conference? All if you go back and look at some of the yeah. things that he's done this year, I actually got a chance to talk to your homie, um, Nathan Vasher, about today, about him today. And I was saying, he said, man, he shoots them gaps. He shoots them. He knows exactly what he's supposed to be doing, and I'm proud of the way that he's grown up mm-hmm. quickly. Because there were some times that we really didn't know what he was going to be, what he wanted to be. You know, when Texas flipped him from Baylor at the very last minute Mm -hmm. for him to come here, we were all excited about it. But then the timing and everything that he was going through at that wasn't getting him there. Yeah. Wasn't getting there. And then all of a sudden, boom. And he's always, always around the ball. Always around the ball. So I'm really excited about the growth and maturation that he's shown Mm -hmm. this season. But it goes back to your point about this defense. You can see that this defense got better. And what has been the biggest story about the University of Texas? Lack of development. We we have now seen the fruits of development. These guys got better. They they all have gotten. I mean, there's so many different stories of that now. Um, Whether you're talking about the D-line or Jalen Ford. I mean, Jalen Ford's going to end up – Oh, top three. He's on my list time. too to talk about. Yeah, single season yeah. as he single season tackle leaders. I mean, he'll be a top three. He may end up number two depending on how his last few games go, and if Texas makes it a Big Twelve title game and gives him even more games to play. So I'm with you. Jalen Ford shows a tremendous amount of development, and we've seen it at every level. Yep. Uh, for Texas, so yep. that's that is probably the most promising thing about this season so far, and why Texas is in a position to still play in the Big 12 title game is because, yeah, guys have gotten better. And uh, they're a ranked four-loss team. Think about that. Yeah, but let's admit the AP just likes Texas. 
I mean, I think a lot of people do. The AP, they like the conversation. They like they just like Texas. Yeah. Texas has bit has fallen in and out of the AP what four times now. This, this is a bad relationship. It's like Taylor Swift's songs. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? All the bad relationships. Yeah, come on, man. Snip, snap, snip, snap, snip, snap. Come on, man. I mean, back well, I mean, and forth, back and forth. Because they're not having them games like TCU where you know they're having to come back and win. You know, TCU very Texas goes in there and wins decisively, and then they lose decisively. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Texas is the best. I work. just don't know what to think of Texas. You. Is the best worst team in college football mm-hmm. or the worst best team in college football? Mm-hmm. I don't think we know which one. We don't. That's it, fair. Depend week to week, it changes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the AP keeps drinking the Kool Aid though. They every sure time, do. Every time Texas uh, shows a, a little really bit of good life. performance, yeah, the AP is like, "We told y'all they was going to be good. <laughs> I told y'all." It's like local fans are like, oh. "When y'all gonna start listening to me?" Yeah, uh, they're more optimistic than a lot of, <laughs> lot of Longhorn fans. But uh, I will say that um, the Longhorns, when they look good, they look real. They good. look real good. They I look like real that. good. But like when they it. look bad, I'm not. They look real bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. they look bad. TCU, uh, the offense versus TCU looked real bad. Right. Um, All right. uh, What you got coming up in Harsh Knock Life? We're going to talk a little bit about senior day and what to expect for some of these kids. And do we want some of them back? Not do we want to. Mm. Would they like to come back to the University of Texas? That that is the... uh the hundred thousand dollar question, mm. or two hundred fifty thousand dollars, or well, depending three, on yeah, how depending much. On the the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Depending on the player. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll come back. We'll get into Harsh Knock Life, uh, but uh, before we do that, uh, we got a special. Uh, actually, we got a special treat for you. It is the World Cup, and we got my man Glenn Davis of Soccer Matters to give you a World Cup update. Now's the time to save thirty percent on wedding jewelry only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls, the main event of the evening for your entertainment and pleasure. Mike, you have to be so combative. Now, I probably wouldn't say this in front of white folks, but in front of your own speak my mind. He has emotional anger issue problem. Hey, are you Dirty Mike and the boys? I'm Mike Lowry. Michael! Oh, that's funny. Michael! Welcome back to a Top of the Charts Tuesday edition of Ball Don't Lie. It's your boy, Harbaugh Harge. You can follow me on Twitter at Harbaugh Harge. You can follow my man, Rod Babers, at Rod Babers. And you can follow my man, Patrick Davis, at It's Patrick Davis. We also love it when you're a part of the show, when you hit us up on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. And I know I said this at the last break, that I was not going to talk about B. John Robinson. Uh-huh. But I do have to talk about B. John Robinson yeah, because right. this is going to play a little bit into the conversation about some of the seniors that have an extra year that they might be able to take a chance on, right? Where they can get here. We've had the people come on for the Texas One Fund, uh, come on and talk to us about raising money and how they're going about it. And a lot of people automatically think that this could be a way to get some of these players to stay for one one more year, one more year. (laughs) You know, everybody's always wanting – other players to stay, but mm-hmm. I get it. It's it's part of the allure of being a fan and wanting to see the best players stay with your team. But in today's society, it doesn't necessarily mean that the player that you want mm-hmm. to stay at your university is going to stay at your university. Yeah. They may 
take their talents somewhere else because of the NIL deals that are going mm-hmm. on, or they may take their chances to the NFL, and that, that all works out in the right way for most. But I wanted to bring this up only because of, of B. John Robinson. I was looking at On3. They have their On3 NIL um, yeah, evaluations, the rankings, yeah. the rankings there. And they said, B. John Robinson, his new evaluation. The Texas running back crossed the 3,000 career yard rushing mark on Saturday. He rushed for, uh, he finished with 243 yards, four touchdowns on 25 carries in his win over Kansas. And they said before that Kansas game, he was valued at $1.3 million. Hmm. After that Kansas game, oh, I like this. it jumped up to $1.7 million. Hmm. So there is value in every single thing that happens. And I know that we could sit here and say, well, if Texas can come up with this amount of money, this will keep them here. And it's it, financially, I would say, yeah, a lot of times the money would pay a big part of it. But you also have to look at what the goals are. Mm-hmm. And I heard this conversation earlier today. And, Rod, you, you, you've been around the game a lot. You've, dealt, you've had all kinds of teammates that their goal was to come to the University of Texas because they wanted to get to the next level. They wanted to go mm-hmm. to Georgia, Alabama to get to the next level. It wasn't necessarily I was in love with this school. I just knew that if I went to this school, it would increase my chances yep. of getting to the next level. Exactly right. So there's a lot of guys that, number one, they don't want to play school. Remember Cardell Jones? He said, <laughs> I don't want to play school. Hey, so I'm in this that. situation where you get a chance to go to the next level. Mm. So I want to run through a couple names, and if you think, if they were able to come back, would they? Mora Ojima. Oh, and you know um, how intelligent this young man is. And if I'm yes. not mistaken, I think he's already graduated. Yeah, he probably has. I think for him, oh man, I think it would actually depend on the name and like this offer that right. he would get. Because I think he understands he's not going to be drafted really high. And right. He may not be drafted at all. Correct. He actually may be an undrafted free agent and had to make his way that way into the NFL, which is perfectly fine. Which by is the way. perfectly fine. We've, <laughs> had a, we've had many of Texas yes, players go lots do of the that, NFL. And now they're starting. Exactly. So that's 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 <laughs> yeah. just a that's a path that a lot of guys end up having to take. Uh, but if that is the case, you you could end up making a lot of money in one year here, um, as opposed to just that one year. And still, by the way, that's going to happen for you yeah. that one year going to the NFL. But you could make more money at Texas. Uh, or just as much potentially as you can make in that one year trying to make an NFL roster okay. as an undrafted free agent, if that's your path. So we're gonna. I'm, I'm just gonna say let's stay. Okay, on that. Okay. One. Uh, Keandre Colbert. Mm. He's gone. Right. Yeah, he's gone. Because now his name has popped up on a lot of lists, yeah, he's and he's creating a lot of noise with the adjustments that he's made and the growth that he's made. But here's. I'm going to go through this list first, and then I want to go back but to I, Yeah, I think Coburn also had to be talked into staying this year. Yeah, I think you're right. Right. So it'll so be a second year of talking to him to stay. Yeah. Well, they, and hey, they we, told him to come back for show you could be a pass rusher. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so he made it back. Tivandre Sweat. T. Sweat is one of my favorite players on this team. As soon as he came to the university, I was like, this dude is going to hurt somebody. I think he's gone, too. 
I, think I would agree because he's seen because I've I, there's some NFL scouts out there that love his body. He's yeah. huge. Yes, he's going. That's what I'm saying. When I first saw this guy, yeah. I was like. There's no way in hell this dude is going to be here for four years. I'm going to say gone with <laughs> he, him. He is a monster. I'm gonna, just because his body, man. He's one of them guys. Christian Jones, I'm saying, is gone because yeah, I gone. think he's been through – well, I think he's used up all his yeah, time anyway. he's gone anyway. Uh, Demo. Yeah. DeMarvin Ocean? Yeah. Yeah, he's gone. Okay. Yeah, he's gone. Deshaun Jameson. He's gone. I Yeah, I think he's gone too. And, I, and hell, I wonder how much he played. He played – Last week, but hell, Terrence Brooks played a lot too. Yep, he, he sure might did. be gone because yeah. you know it's like, why am I here when I'm losing some reps to these youngsters already? But I think the reason why he had to play I had last the concussion week, thing, yeah, yeah, he had to deal with that. Yeah, Anthony Cook. Yeah, he's gone. Somebody who's visited the transfer portal numerous times and decided to fight it out and yeah, did a great gone. job. He's gone. I think he needs a chance to earn that money. Yeah, I think he's gone. Obviously, Rojo. Rojo's gone. Gone. He's already pretty much said as much. He took the invitation to the recent Senior Bowl. I think that's an important one. Here's one that is interesting that is still a junior, but has graduated from the University of Texas, Jordan Whittington. Not sure. I think Jay Witt might stay. He's a chance he could stay, depending on your NIL deal you want to offer him. Well, this is the first year he's been healthy. I know. First year that he's been able to be on the field. I still think – He's got a lot of good years ahead of him because I thought he was underused. He, he's not got a lot of wear and tear. He understands how to take care of his body. Yeah. And and this puts him in that conversation of, you know, this is a true leader of mm-hmm. this program. I know Rojo gets a lot of the, the headlines, but I believe when you look at who he is as an individual and what he's gone through, his trials and tribulations, for him to be where he's at, I would say you got to put a good deal together for him. That's to what be I said. Here. NIL. Yeah, you got to make about. sure. Yeah. But yeah. I can, I mean, his first year that he's been healthy, I don't know where his mindset is. His mindset that I may not ever be healthy again, so I need to go to the right, NFL so now. Take it. Or is his mindset, well, I finally figured it out. I finally figured out how to be a durable, you know, healthy player in this game and how to last through an entire season because I changed my diet. I changed yeah. my pregame or my pre-practice routine, post-practice. post-practice you yeah. know what I mean? All that kind of stuff. So I don't know where his mindset is. That's all. Yeah. yeah. So those are some of the guys that I was thinking um, about with Jay Witt because when you look at what this – well, let's go back to the defensive line. Okay. So we were looking at this defensive line and what we thought that they should have been for years, right? Mm-hmm. But they finally got it going. They they mm-hmm. developed. They got their names in the paper, so to speak. You got scouts talking about them the entire time. Yep. Isn't this the time that you strike while the iron's hot? Because if you come back, obviously we all think you're going to get better. But what about those other groups of kids that are going to be coming out in the draft as well that it's are true. getting better too? It's very true. So there's so much that goes into it, and and when you're evaluating this, I mean, you had these conversations when you were getting ready for the NFL draft. It's like, is this the right thing for me? Mm-hmm. I had the conversations about the major league draft. You know, there's yep. so many different things that you have to evaluate in these situations, but we never had this money situation Mm-mm. that's been in there. Nothing like it. Nothing Close. like it at all. Yeah. And then factor in this, too, and this is something that has kind of not been talked about as much, and it used to be a bigger deal a few years ago, but 
the age of some of these guys. Mm. Well, NFL, of COVID, to, yeah, yeah but, but, the, but the NFL used to always look at, we want to get some of these younger players mm-hmm. so we can have them through their, their stronger years where we can get, to, get them to the next level of their talent. Well, now some of these guys are 23, 24. It's because of the COVID. Yeah, because of the COVID, though. Yeah, it's a COVID, but, year, mostly. But you still, age-wise, you, you're not getting that COVID back, that COVID year back, but you've lost some time that you would have had in the development mm-hmm. in the league. So I wonder, because let's take Major League Baseball, for instance. You see some of these older guys getting drafted later yeah, as opposed to being a high draft pick. Now you're you're 23, 24-year-olds, just like I told you about Ivan Melendez. You know, Ivan, he's older. Mm-hmm. He's an older player, and how quick is he going to progress through yeah. their minor league system? So it's the same when you start looking at some of these players now as they're aging themselves. We, we used to make fun of BYU where they were having all these old men playing mm-hmm. for them because they went on those mission trips. Now you're looking at – Hell, everybody's that old. <laughs> a lot of these guys coming out, you know, they, yeah. they could have families by this point in their lives. So I just always wonder if that has something to do with should I stay or should I go? Am I am I losing another year that That's I might point. not even be at the same level that I am now? Yeah. It's a it's a it's a big decision to be made. But I wish all these guys luck. But I was just curious to what your thoughts would be on some of these these older players that have now turned the corner because we have seen a development. And the last guy I wanted to ask you about was Jalen Ford. Do you think Jalen Ford is somebody that needs to test the water, so to speak, to see if the NFL is looking at him? Because you just said he may have uh, a record here at the University of Texas that none of us saw him getting. Mm-hmm. But the development was so fast and, and he just jumped out of the – you know, jumped out of nowhere, yeah. so to speak. And now he's got this name all over the place for possible player of the year in the Big 12, defensive player of the year. Yeah. Um, with Jalen Ford, I think he'll put his name into the advisory committee. Yep. Yep. Uh, three grades, first, second, or go back to school. He'll probably get a go back to school grade. Not yep. necessarily because he's not a good player, just because the value of the linebacker position Correct. is low. So unless you're just a top-end guy, it's not considered a premium position at off-ball linebacker. Uh, is he a guy that will get drafted? Yeah, of course he yeah. gets drafted. Um, and I think he tests. I think he'll run faster than DeMarvion Overshawn. I think he's going to test better than DeMarvion, too. I yeah. think so, too. Um, and he's got a lot of, obviously, this year, great film out there that's not even done. So for him, um, yeah, he's just got to be cool with being a mid to late round draft pick. Yeah. And if he's fine with that. Yeah, you can leave and go to the NFL and just finish your development there. Um, if he believes that he can really push his draft, the, the conversation with him will be about how much he believes or how much you can sell him on pushing his draft stock higher. Right. Because if he believes I'm just going to the league and I just get, get to the league as fast as I can so I can get to the second contract, then you're not going to stop him anyway. Right. But if you can convince him, hey, I can, make, man, we can make you a second round pick. If you want to yeah, come, back here, come back here, like, yeah. we can make you that good. But it's hard. At, at linebacker, it's it, the value of the position is not a premium position, right? It's almost like safety. 
It's kind of what like Caden Stearns was arguing. Like, man, I'm just gonna go to the league. Right, and go ahead and get and mine. I'll finish my development in the league. Yeah, and like, and he I, did. I know I'm and he was playing. And yeah. he was balling out. And he's balling in the league. Uh, that, some, PJ honestly, Locke. Yeah, for some positions, it, uh, honestly, that you're not pushing your draft stock any higher. Sorry. Right. And if you if you're thinking, oh, I need to come back to Texas to get developed, yeah, you can argue that now. But prior to the staff getting here, there was a better argument to just go to the league. Right. Yeah, right. It's like, no, nah, I'll go to the league and develop. I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> you guys aren't doing that Thank much. You guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. You guys have taken me as far as you can take me. Better. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. now this this, yeah. this group can actually sell development. I dig it. Yeah. I dig it. So, no, it's good stuff. It is a really good conversation. I I don't know what Jalen Ford's going to do. I think he's probably got the one of the toughest decisions to make. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after him, yeah, Jay Witt's got to figure it out, too, because you got other receivers coming in. Right. You know, guys like what? Jontae Cook and guys like that coming in. Right. Youngsters. Hey, you know, Sark funnels his usage to certain receivers. JT Sanders ain't going anywhere. Yeah. You know, he's going to be, he's, he's going to get more attention. He so should. I wonder if Jay Whittle decide, you know what, it's not worth it to come back. Because they're not even throwing me the ball now and I'm that's, healthy. That's kind of thing. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I'm healthy. I, I thought right. I was going to have a breakout year and I was healthy and I look right. good, but these guys, they're yeah. not throwing me the, they're not making me the feature star. Right. I can do this in the league. Facts. So, I don't know. It's right. a good decision. You're right. NIL has changed everything. Like, has, you, you and the be, transfer portal yeah. has changed everything, too, too. Because as soon as somebody say, hey, my name is in the portal, everybody start, put the money together. Put the money together. Yeah. Let's see if he can come and impact our team right now. Yeah. It's it's not just go to the NFL to see what your value is or submit your name to the NFL. Also, you got think about submitting your name yeah. to the transfer portal to exactly. see what your value is on the open market in college now. Holla at you. Right? Yeah. I mean. No doubt. It's, it's, it's not the transfer. The game has changed. Yeah, I, I don't even call it the transfer portal. I call it the transfer market. I mean, yep. that's what it is now. It's it's you can a lot of guys. Trust me, even from Texas, might decide nah, I'm gonna see what the market has. You can always pull your name out of the portal. Yeah, but but does the team start looking at you a little bit side eye? Like what you doing, man? But yeah, but it's the does, market now. How about to say does the, the team needs to the adjust? They need to adjust their expectations yep. because the free market is now yep. has hit college football. So why would you be judging me about trying to get my market value? Y'all should be doing the same damn thing. Yep, I, I agree. All right, agree. Uh, interesting conversation. We'll come back. We'll get to off the record on the other side, right here on Ball Don't Lie on one hundred four the Horn. B and E. D D. Mega doo doo. I'm sorry, Mangudu. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Delhi Cat Essen. Well, well, I don't get. They bring the income. Well, congratulations. Continue good sex in the sex in the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live. I can. I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. All right, welcome back. Jabal Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Time for another edition of Off the Record. A couple of stories uh, that I want to hit here. Before we do that, though, I do have a random Thanksgiving-related question for the panel here. Come on. Um, Three items that must be at your Thanksgiving Day feast. You want me to tell you now? Yeah. My mom's cornbread dressing. Cornbread. Yeah. It's good stuff. Banana Is it pudding. Sweet cornbread? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Jiffy. Sure. Come on, dog. Well, I'm making sure some people cornbread ain't sweet. And I'm like, ugh. For, first off, you're talking to me, homie. I know. This is about like the cornbread, like that. Well, it ain't sweet. I don't want that cornbread. Cornbread, banana pudding, and uh, definitely, definitely, always, you have to have my green, uh, green bean casserole. Oh, 
Oh, is that the is that with like onions and stuff in it? Yeah, not like no, no, no. It's got the little little sprinkles little, on it, the little crust thing. Crusty. Oh crusty yeah. Onions, yeah. Oh, I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm vibing with that. What the great bean casserole? You know what it is? Off you know what it is, Harge? It's kind of white. It's got, it's got a little white, white stuff. It does. In there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what it is. No, that's what it is. You can't. Well, it you can't does do have it. stuff like that. Yeah, that's why you. That's why you can't do it. And extra macaroni and cheese, dog. Oh, the mac and cheese is good. Yeah. Yeah. All and right. it ain't no crap. You made up for it with the yeah, mac and yeah, cheese. Yeah. That's a must have. <laughs> yeah. Patrick? Uh, you know, I go I go ham. I'm more ham. You're more ham. I'm more I ham like turkey. That. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I'll go ham over that. I I'll like go, that. Uh, no, I'm not hating on the ham. I go, my mom makes some good dressing. I oh, like the dressing. Okay, nice. And is it dressing or stuffing? It is dressing because it is made outside of the turkey. <laughs> and kept outside of the turkey. <laughs> there it is. I like okay. that. All right. I like uh, what that. about yourself? Oh, no, what? you got one more. I uh, want more. Ah, uh, you had three. You had st- your stuff. You like the dressing, all right? And I'll probably go. I'll probably go. It just it is easy, but you get some good mashed potatoes with gravy. What Can't color, go wrong. What color is yeah. the gravy? You know what? I'm I'm equal opportunity, but I go brown gravy on Thanksgiving. I think all gravy on Thanksgiving is brown. Yeah, you got to go brown. Yeah, I mean, it's actually one of the few times a year where people prefer brown gravy, which should be the case all year. Which should be uniformed. Yeah, yeah I mean, exactly. brown gravy should be the default gravy, and for some reason, it's white. Well, for some reason, I know why it's white. Yeah. But saying that <laughs> <laughs> it, the default gravy should always be brown. I <laughs> every restaurant should have both gravies, white and brown. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I'm Female, listen number 17. Green bean casserole. I asked you for your go to. You say green bean yeah. casserole. I'm, I'll have a green bean, a, a good Even, green bean casserole. Yes, I'll have exactly. a good one. Exactly. But it's not a go to. All right, what's, what's your three? It, first of all, uh, I, I changed up my go to. I got to have a fried turkey now. I cannot go Those back to Those are very good. If you if you have any type of turkey that's uh, you know that's that regular other than fried or that that Reggie. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, my dad. You got that Reggie. <laughs> that my, my, Reggie dad, my dad smokes a turkey every year. Just smoking is good. Yeah. yeah my dad just, smokes one. Just don't put it in a damn oven like some, you know, you know some cave you, you want no bake? You don't want no bake? No, nah, we don't yeah, want yeah. that bake. No, nah, okay. we got to smoke it. I'm down with the smoking. That's good. You fry that yard bird. Right. It's got to be different though. You know what I mean? So, I we've had fried Man, we probably had fried turkey for now going on 10, 12 years now. My yeah, family. It is probably longer good. than that. Yeah, so we don't do that. Yeah. Mom and daddy, they, they are swamp people, so that's a Louisiana thing. My mom does seafood dressing. Okay. With shrimp and crawfish, swamp people. And I like, like that. So, oh, it is amazing. Okay. Oh, fantastic. So that's yeah, we, we do we do some dressing with some uh, some jalapenos and uh-huh. some. Some uh, some spicier peppers in there, get a little spicy little dressing. Little Tex-Mex twist yeah, yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's what yeah, she does like the swamp people Can twist to it. Can tail up in there? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, man, we got to get the, the mashed potatoes with the brown gravy. That's because yeah, I just, given. I mean, everything got to yeah. get sopped up in yep. some of that gravy. All right, all right, now let me ask you this then. Go ahead. Cranberry sauce. Ne- can no, or do you have other cra- Can. Can. It's can, always. It's can. I'm I, trashy with my- I, Never. Never. You don't like, you don't, you don't like don't fancy like, cranberry sauce? I don't like cranberry like, sauce, period. Oh, neither one. Neither. I love the okay. gelatin. Yeah, like, is that one? Where you, the one that just shakes when all the time. Just, mm-hmm. just jiggles a little yeah, bit. Yeah, look yeah. like Cardi B out there. Just <laughs> shaking. I love that. Yeah, no doubt. No, yeah. Someone says white gravy is for chicken fried steak. I agree. Thank you, Nate. Yeah, you don't. Brown gravy. Yeah. So I like you don't like brown gravy because all y'all eating brown gravy for Thanksgiving. I always eat brown gravy. All right. Now, yeah. I just wanted to know. I wanted to know who yeah. I was working with. It's our first yeah. Thanksgiving uh, show together. Yeah. So I yeah. to make yeah. sure that y'all was passing the test. Green bean casserole, though. Yeah, I'm still in there. No. I'm still in there. No, no, man. Yeah, green bean casserole. Think, what is uh, my go-to like, uh, like green vegetable for 
Definitely down. I'm I definitely think, down. I think it with is green beans, but it's sure. not in casserole form. It's right. just individual green beans. Green beans. You can put some bacon in it. Yes. Yeah. There you go. There you go. A little bacon. Let it simmer. The I like casserole. That. Okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. in there. Man, harsh. You a lot of your, uh, your grandmother stuff there. Yeah, yeah. we we'll put this one. Deviled eggs. Devil, I'm not a deviled eggs. I am a huge deviled egg person. No, I'm yes. not either. No, I can't I do the deviled it. eggs. I can't do deviled eggs. Yeah. That's, uh, I I everybody it. in the room burping, too. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's what oh, uh, ain't all the burping. Yeah. It's, it's like, <laughs> the older the family, the less they care about their oh. burps is in your face in the middle of a conversation. What up, Rock? So Burp. how's things going at the <laughs> radio station? <laughs> No, Snoop said he eats so many devil eggs his stomach hurts. I'm I heard like, him. He said I would I eat them to get do sick. That. That's like, going to be the bubble guts waiting to happen. No, nah, I'm not a devil eggs guy. Nope, can't do that. As nope. my man CB said, I want green beans, potatoes, and tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> you name it. <laughs> well done. Well done. Dated reference. Well done. That's right. Uh, all right, we'll come back. We got uh, Cowboys, Giants. We'll still talk about that in preview and that matchup. Also, NFL news, notes, and nuggets. How about this? That guaranteed contract that the Browns gave to Sean Watson may come back to bite the NFL. We'll mm. talk about that on the other side too. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie on 1049 the Horn.